What's up? You already know what it is. It's your boy Big Toe checking into the Laboratory Podcast. And you already know what it is. Every time you check in, we gonna get right off into it. I know a whole bunch of y'all was waiting on episode four. So guess what? Episode four here. Y'all see how I did the thing for dramatic effect? That was fire. That was fire. But the first thing we gonna get into... I named this episode Weird Energy. And I know when you saw the title, you like, what is Tori about to be talking about? What is Toe? You feel me? Tori only to my mama. But <laughs> first thing we're going to talk about is weirdos. And I want to address a couple of weirdos. First weirdo I want to address, do 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 Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the God to me is a weirdo, man. For years, we've been letting him get away with stuff as far as the industry. And I really want to address some of the shit. So, like, it was one interview where he asked somebody, like, who raped your sister? Like, why would you ever ask somebody that? It was another interview where he was, like, talking to Benny Siegel about getting jumped, getting beat up. And, like, he was all up in his face and stuff. And I'm just like, since when did this become cool? Charlemagne the guy has built a reputation on bringing people on his platform to try to embarrass them. And I don't understand that. Because in one sense, he write books and he talk about how he want black men to be more open. He want people to be better people and be honest. But then when you go on his platform, all he's trying to do is embarrass you. So I don't get it both ways. I don't get how he can have you come up there and tell you he wants you to be a better man and he wants you to talk to you. But in the same token, this man wants you to embarrass you in front of the whole world like i don't get that something he did recently that was really weird like when he smelled j-lo's seat like he was down there <laughs> sniffing around for booty sweat after j-lo left and like that's disgusting like bro to the point of you fiending that hard like i want you to know if you're watching this charlamagne the guy you would never be big toe and you would never be on the laboratory podcast because of a weird because of how much of a weirdo you are and then another weirdo i want to address in my lane in the podcasting lane and yes it's my lane now because i run podcasting and this is my stuff don't mean i can't share it but y'all weirdos y'all gotta go because y'all is not big toe but adam 22 He's weird too. And I say that he's weird because out of all the stuff that Adam 22 does, first he brings people who are really gang members on his platform, which I had no problem with. But then it's like he tries to pit gang members against each other to start fights and to start beef and, dis and dissension between people. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get what people get out of doing this stuff. And Adam 22, I just really want you to know, you're one of the biggest weirdos to me. Because on one sense, you act like you for the streets, you all of this. But then if you go on the No Jumper Instagram page, they is over here reporting crime. Like they Fox and Detroit News. Like they out here reporting crime. Like, like he don't sit down with a whole bunch of gang members every day. I don't understand that. Like you got to pick a side. So you, my boy, are the second weirdo we are talking about. You need to get out of Big Toe's lane and let me step and do what I got to do. Because I'm not saying we can't share, but these weirdos are not allowed in my space. And I'm just going to be honest about it. Another group of people I want to address. Old celebrities. And I don't give a fuck who gets mad about it. You want to know why? Because I got to tell the truth. This is my platform. Bro, if you started rapping when you 19 and you are 32 and you are rapping about the same shit, you are weird to me. If at 19 you was talking about fucking girls shooting up clubs, doing all of that, and you've been rapping, and you 32 now, and you rapping about the same thing, 
I just feel like that's weird on the male and the female side. For the females out there that got on when they was 19. Like, bro, I love Nicki Minaj. I was in my room, huh, huh, like a dungeon drag going crazy. She... She wild to me, but at the same time, I love when Nicki made that real music that, that you could connect to, that you could see how she was feeling. How do y'all do that-ish? How do y'all, how do y'all, you know, I love when Nicki was doing that. But at the same time, now I look at her, and like, it make, it make me feel weird when she make music and... And it's just about the normal surface level stuff. Like, I feel like when our stars evolve, they really need to evolve. Like, for a lot of them, it's a lot of OGs in the world that they say, man, these young people crazy. They don't got no guidance. They just out of pocket. But for the people who are influencers and stuff like that, man, we all grow. Allow us to grow with y'all. So even if you drop an album and you like, you talking all ground stuff, you talking all, all evolution, you feel me? Even if your platform or the people that... That's your fan base don't rock with it. Like, allow them to grow with you. Like, I want to grow with my artists. I love artists who tell their real side story. That's why I fuck with Rod Wave. That's why I fuck with him so heavy. Like, I used to love Tupac because Tupac told the truth. Tupac, in a lot of ways, he was a walking contradiction. But he was our walking contradiction. He told the truth sides of him. How he feel like we shouldn't disrespect females. And then he was on a song saying bitches and hoes. How we shouldn't kill brothers. But then he was on a song killing niggas. I understand. And even if it's some confliction in there. And even even if some confliction. That's right. Even if it's some conflict between the two things that you believe in and they can't coincide. Let us see that contradiction is a part of people. Contradiction is a part of evolution. But for y'all to be up here 40 years old talking the same shit you was talking when you're 20, that's weird energy to me. And y'all deserve to be on this list. Y'all deserve to be called out because, bro, drop some game. If you are old here, you're talking about why the young kids already talk about sliding and all of this. Let me let me show you why. First off, we're going to take a sip to that. But first off, what you need to do is be informing people. Don't just inform people when you talk. Inform people through your art. Like, that's how I feel as a person. Inform people through your art. Let the people know how they should be thinking. Like, that's why I fuck with Jay-Z. I didn't like 444 as a young man. But now when I'm listening to him, I'm like, that was evolution. That was hard. You feel me? He's just trying to give some game. And I feel like that's what we all should be on. Try to give some game, bro. Grow up. And I'm not saying you can't have fun no more. But I'm saying as an artist, bro, we want to see that development, man. Tell your truth. Fuck all of this ass-shaking sex and money and drugs, man. Yeah, you can make some songs like that, man. But when it comes to some albums, I want to hear some stories, man. I want to hear some stories. Because you can't spell story without your boy Tori. No cap, man. It's your boy Big Toe. I'm in here, man. Y'all don't know. I had a rough day. I'm still in the podcast. I'm still on it. You want to know why? Because I'm here to tell my truth. I'm here to give y'all my side of the story. Because you can't spell story without your boy Tori. You know how I'm saying. <laughs> but one other group of people we going to get into. Y'all are the weirdest of the bunch. I saved the weirdest for last. Sometimes they say you say the best for last, but y'all are some weirdos. I don't know what y'all be doing. People who go onto social media and say stuff that they don't know what they talk about. And this is what I mean more in the literal sense. It's people out here who go out here and they over here like Lil Durk, Lil Durk. He's fire. I really fuck with Lil Durk. But he disrespect dead people in his music. He do certain shit. I'm not going to act like Lil Durk is a saint. 
But one thing I am going to say is he's ready to stand behind whatever he done said about people. So if he done said he doing this to this person or he did that to this person, he ready to stand behind it. The weirdest people in the world to me is y'all supporters who buy into that, who walk around saying fuck certain streets, like fuck 63rd, fuck this, fuck that. Like, bro, he is ready to stand behind this. You not. So why are you going out here disrespecting people? Bro, I've saw girls walking around in purses. You know, they doing their thing. They crop topped up. They 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 doing their thing. They doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? How girls do it. They going out there. They got their little, you feel me? <laughs> girls pop out with the high-waisted jeans. They just feel like they fashion over models for the day. You feel me? Get it, sis. Do that if it's you. But then they make the caption like smoking on my ops or smoking on this person or quote a certain lyric where they don't know what it means. You don't have to do that, bro. Be more creative. Like think of some stuff. I feel like people don't understand when they bind to this demonic energy uh, of people disrespecting other people. Like, bro, you don't got to disrespect nobody for a comment. You don't got to disrespect nobody for a like. Like, bro, just because your favorite rapper do it, do not make it okay for you to do it. And that's why y'all are the weirdest of the weirdos. Y'all should not be moving like that. People out here disrespecting people, dead relatives, because they favorite rapper did it. And I feel like y'all are the weirdest. Y'all taking pictures, putting people captions on it. The opposite never slide. And Sam, when did it become cool to have people that's trying to kill you out here? Like, I just never thought that was cool. Maybe it's because of where I grew up. But why is it cool for y'all to have ops or people who trying to kill? Like some of y'all, that, that, that's not even your life. You just saying it for a caption. Like, come on, man. Like y'all the weirdest of the weirdest. And you feel me? Y'all get the y'all get the lame of the week award. And I ain't gonna lie, I'm just making up shit because ain't no lame of the week award because we don't really like to talk about lame shit on this podcast. But if it was an award, y'all would get it, man. Y'all is crazy. But the next topic we gonna move into. It's toxic masculinity. And the reason we're going to talk about it is because my supporters wanted me to. You feel me? Shout out to y'all. But one thing I can say is, man, as a black man, I felt this all my life. Growing up, I never really felt like I could let people feel my pain. I could let people feel how I am. Like, I would always talk to them. I use my head inf- instead of my heart in all situations. First, because I was scared to get hurt. But it wasn't because it wasn't I was always scared to get hurt. It was I was scared of opening up. And I had to take that on as a man. And I feel like the reason why we why we feel like we got to be so masculine is because we we ain't never opened up our heart to love. Like some of us can't even tell our bros that we love them. Like some of them can't even tell our family that we love them. And I feel like that's a shame, bro. You really got to take some time to knock down some barriers. Bro, you're a person at the end of the day. No matter man, woman, whatever you identify as, everything is fine. Whatever you identify as, you're a person. Allow yourself to feel. It feel good to feel love. And I feel like you knock off a whole base of knowledge about yourself when you don't take time to actually understand your emotions. And not to only understand them, but to feel them and to express them. Like, you not being your full version of yourself. And you not you only existing and you not living if you not fully, fully expressing how you feel. And I feel like we got to get rid of that toxic masculinity. I'm not saying it like it's going to go away tomorrow, but I'm saying if you know that you got some traits, you feel me, work on them, work on them for real. And I want you, after you leave this podcast, go tell somebody that you haven't told you love, you love them, whether it's your brother, your sister, your brother from another mother, somebody that's important in your family, go tell them that you love them. Because before you can open your mind, you can't even open your mind all the way if you can't open your heart 
Open y'all hearts, man. That's what I'm trying to do as a man. I admit to y'all, I'm hurt. I'm really hurt, man. Like, I I shot this episode. This is probably, like, my third or fourth time shooting this junk today. And, like, I normally have people here. And, like, I feel like everything that could go wrong went could have went wrong. Like, everything that could have went wrong went wrong today. But I'm still shooting this episode. But I'm going to open my heart and tell y'all, man, this junk hurt. I've been sitting here for six hours trying to figure this out. But I'm here, you feel me? And I can turn on the camera and be real. You can't be a real self if you're not willing to open up your heart. And for young men, if you around people who make you feel like you can't be your authentic selves, if people try to tell you you less of a man because you feel stuff, fuck them. Get from around them. That's real. Man, woman, family member, it don't mean nothing if you can't be your true self, man. And I want y'all to be y'all true selves. That other shit don't matter, man. You don't want to die with all of that pent-up energy, man. Tell your people you love them today because you don't know if tomorrow going to be your last one. Don't let that masculinity hold you back from loving, man. Love somebody and be okay loving people. And love people. And even if you get let down in the case, you say, man, I really love that person. They ain't even look out. You feel me? That's sometimes, man, you got to play the game how the game go, man. Sometimes that's how it works. But don't let one bad experience stop you from loving, man. It feels amazing to love. And one person I want to shout out that I love is my girlfriend. I'll be honest, if you're watching this, I love you. We didn't have great times. We didn't have not so great times. But you accept all different sides of Tori. And I want you to know if you're watching this episode, and I hope that you are, you are the most amazing woman in the world, and I love you. To my brothers, Trey, Jaden, Darius, Bruce, Anthony, Wayne, to my sisters, Kara, Sydney, Claire, like anybody who I come in contact with, Michaela, a shout out to Anthony, I was kicking in with her today. Anybody that ever has put anything in my platform, Afi, shout out Afi, you feel me? I love y'all, man. And I feel like that's a part of knocking down that toxic masculinity. I just hopped on the camera and told y'all how I love y'all. And I feel like that's what we got to do as men, man. It takes a real man to say how he feel, man. And that's how I feel like we can overcome toxic masculinity. It's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. But I'm saying, man, let's just be the change. So when we have our, our, younger, our younger men that come into our lives, man, or even the younger people that we know now, we can help instill that in them. Like, let's just knock down some barriers. Just one piece at a time, man. Just one piece at a time. And find people that you can express that realness to, man. I love all of y'all. Even the people that's just checking into the podcast. I ain't never met you. It don't mean that I don't love you, man. Man, I I love I got love for a lot of people, man. I done opened up my heart in the past couple of years. You feel me? I lost my grandma. Ever since then, I can't allow a certain hate, a certain amount of hate to to enter my heart. Man, R.I.P. My grandma, man. I don't want to get emotional on here, but that's real. Like that's real. All right, man. We gonna go to a lighter subject before Big Toe started tearing up in here. <laughs> but something I want to talk about is cheating. To all the cheaters out there, fuck you. <laughs> like male, female, no matter what you identify as. And I want to say that too. For the people who feel like cheaters only come from one gender or one ethnic group. or Bro, it's cheaters and it's bad people. Just like it's great people and even good people and outstanding people in every community, man. Don't try to narrow it down to just one community. Like these, this one community of people is terrible, man. Like I said, man, open your mind, open your heart. It's cheaters in every community. You can't stereotype a certain person. But what I can say is to people who cheat, man, just leave them people alone that you cheating on. Because... It feel different to be on the other side. And thankfully, I, I've never been. 
I've never been on that side of getting cheated on, but I've saw friends go through that. And I just think, why didn't they person feel okay with being honest? And I feel like that's that's where the base of, of cheating comes from. It's from dishonesty. You feel me? Like, you don't want to sit there and be honest with the person and tell them you're not really feeling it no more like you used to. You're not really feeling them and loving them the way you used to. And I feel like that's that's where we need to be more honest. A lot of people don't want to be honest because they don't feel like people will go for it. But is it worse being honest and somebody saying no or lying and deceiving somebody? For the people that's out here, man, woman, whatever identity you, you go as, do you think it's cool to be lying to 12 different people and telling them that you're their significant other? For the people who think that's cool, and, and I'm going to just really talk for my nigga. For the niggas out here that think they pushing P because they got 12 girls and all girls think that you they boyfriend and you feel like you getting something from all of them. You getting some pussy, you getting some this, you getting them that. Even for the females out there who feel like they deceiving this nigga, they getting money from him. They, bro, y'all is not cool, bro. If you making people think that you in a relationship with them, just to deceive them, you are not cool. Cheating is not cool. I don't give a fuck how many rap songs they say it in, bro. That shit really hurt people's feelings, break people down. Like, really think about if that was you. Like, I, I know y'all don't feel like y'all would get as many partners and stuff, if y'all be honest. But at least you had a people that you that, that's going to accept that. You feel me? Like, bro, don't, don't mess over somebody good. You feel me? And I don't even know how y'all say y'all love these people y'all cheating on. Because if Eugene really loves somebody, you don't just love them as a partner. You love them as a person, man. Don't go out there and disrespect nobody like that. Because guess what? When you cheat on people, you cheating yourself. And I want to say that one more again. When you cheat on people, you cheating yourself. That's why I was fuck y'all. For real. <laughs> you cheat on people, you cheat on yourself. Because we talk a lot about this podcast of being your true, authentic self. No matter what that is. When you got a code switch and go into, oh, I got to change this person's name or let me change. Like, bro, you're not being your authentic self. You cheating yourself out of a real experience. You cheating yourself out of honesty. You cheating yourself out of living your life in your full truth. You not just cheating on the person. You cheating you. And why would you ever sit there and cheat yourself? Why would you cheat yourself? It's so much better to be honest and say, hey, you know what? The relationship ain't where I want to where I want it to be. To be honest, I've even thought about stepping out. Like. I feel like maybe we should take a step away from this and regroup. I feel like somebody could respect you so much more from saying that. It might hurt their feelings, but you would rather cheat on them and, oh, man, what, it, what they don't know can't hurt them. That's not real. That's not real, man. Be your real authentic self. Stop fucking cheating out here, too. On the whole surface level, like, I got the serious shit out of the way. Man, fuck y'all people who be cheating. Because y'all be messing over good people. And then when, when other people get to them, they can't even enjoy the shit. You feel me? Like, y'all really cheating on good people. Like, fuck all the cheaters out there. I don't care if you my homie, man. You know that shit wrong. And for the people who over there with their friends, I ain't going to say you ain't you ain't. You ain't cool for going to snitch on your friend. You feel me? Don't go snitch on them. But at the same time, you shouldn't be encouraging your friend to cheat. And for the odd people that's like, man, they cheated on me, man. I'm getting it back in blood. You corny. Why would you even get back to some get back with somebody to do them wrong? Like that's your 
Man, y'all tit for tat people kill me, man. You want to know what's the best thing you could ever do if somebody did you wrong and you really want to get back at them? Man, remove yourself from their life and they're going to feel that joke a hundred times harder than cheating on them. That's going to feel that a hundred times harder from you trying to get your lick back. If somebody really hurt you and they know that when they look in their phone, they see you on social media, they see you wherever, they could never contact you, they could never feel your energy again. Man, that's going to hurt somebody way more than, than you cheating back, you feel me? Because you got to care to cheat back. Shit, some of them might let you cheat back, be like, hey, they got their lick back. And then you get back in a relationship, you feel like y'all even got cheat on you again, man. Come on now, man. If somebody do that shit to you, man, remove that person. And it's like, and if you are down for that and you feel like you want to have an open relationship, that's cool too. But you will never know if you're not honest, if the other person is down for, for other stuff as far as like being in an open relationship and stuff. Man, be honest. You don't got to cheat when you being honest, man. Y'all are never, I don't care if you push your pee, whatever, man. You would never be Big Toe certified if you out here cheat. And that's on Big Toe. Well, now we're going to get into school, business. How you balance and manage it. First thing I'm going to tell you is to prioritize. Make a list prioritize of what you really care about. At this juncture in my life, school does more for me than work does. So, like, if I have an exam and I have to work on Thursday and one of them got to go because my mental health is just down, it has to be work. Because school can't go because I'm really trying to make a bag off of that. So, you really got to prioritize what's, what's even first, what's second, what's third. Like, you have to, you have to put these things in place before you can even get to balancing how you manage it. And then also you got to be honest with yourself. You got to set realistic goals. Do not go out there. I see a lot of people. They down with the planners. They down with all of that. I love it. You know I'm down with the planners. I'm down with all of that. But at the end of the day. You got to be honest. Don't put 10 things on a planner sheet. If you know you can't do them. Like just be honest with yourself and say bro. You know what. I know I can't do this. I, I know, like, I, I just know, like, I can't do 10 things in a day. You got to be honest with yourself. Plan accordingly. Plan accordingly. And the second thing is you got to really know yourself to balance something. Don't think because your friend, if you over here walking around and you like, man, my friend. And shout out to my man's Darius. Darius can study one day for an exam and take it and ace it. I got to study two weeks for an exam. So first step is you got to be honest with yourself. Second step is you got to set priorities. Third step is you got to be realistic. You got to be realistic to really balance stuff. And you really have to rank importance. That's so important. Know what's important to you and know what you're willing to sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? How I balance school is, I tell y'all, I get stuff done early. And I'm not saying that to be a goody two-shoes, bro. I've been on... The dean's list like six semesters straight. And it's because I got bad anxiety. But you can either take the things that hamper you in life and let them hamper you. Or you can turn them into great things. I turn my anxiety into I do things really early. And I do things. I, I take time to overthink things because I want it to be great. That's how I know. Because when I just turn things in fast, I don't feel like it's great. So, like, I had to learn myself. How I personally balance this is. I make sure I don't take on too many school hours. So for me personally, I've tried it. I've been the person that was out there working 40 to 60 hours a week and doing school. And I realized I can't really do that. So I adjusted my life and I do 20. But what I do, what I do, that's a really good thing is, okay, so at the beginning of the week, I take, 
I write down all the days. I go through my assignments. So note to you, this is probably Saturday or Sunday coming into a week. And I write down what I need to do each day. I know what I need to do. Like from waking up to going to eat, going to shower, everything. Like I write down what I need to do for the day. And that really helps me because sometimes I feel like, damn, like Monday, I remember one Monday, I was done with everything by 7 o'clock for Monday. And I was like, damn, I got some energy. I still got some energy. I started doing Tuesday stuff. Like, I feel like it's just knowing what you got to do. Because we all go through them times in the day where it's like, damn, I should be doing something. But you don't know what you got to do because you ain't put it on paper, man. Just put it on paper. And I would say be honest with yourself. That's how I manage school and business. And I, I prioritize. I make sure what's important to me. Shit, I didn't even skip one class to study for another class's exam and just took the L on attendance that day. Hey, sacrifices, choices, and decisions. You got to make them and you got to be okay with them. You got you to gotta be honest with yourself, though. That's the first step. And that's the first step in a lot of stuff. I know y'all hear me say that a lot, but you got to know yourself. You got to know yourself to to even encounter the world. You got to take time to know yourself and be honest with yourself because you got to look at yourself in the mirror every day. Other people don't. So don't let them dictate how you live your life. And that's just on big toe. You feel me? The next thing I'm going to say is how to deal with stress. Now, it's two types of stress to me. And I'm going to just be honest. It's good stress and bad stress. Good stress is the stress that pressures me to do things that's beneficial for me. Like the stress I feel to get my homework done. The stress I feel to record this podcast. The stress I feel to edit. The stress I feel to communicate with my mentees. The stress I feel to go public speak. Like that's good stress to me. Stress that that pushes you out there and makes you go do something that's beneficial to you. And then you have bad stress, which is things that are really unnecessary. And it's just like it's you overthinking things. I would say really try to limit the unnecessary stress in your life. That's how I deal with stress. Like I really try to limit the necessary, like to eliminate the unnecessary things. That's what I would say. Like if something is truly unnecessary and you know that you don't get no benefit. Now I'm not saying your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your significant other is irritating you one day and I'm like break up with them. No. You don't have to do that. But at the same time, you have to realize if something is constantly, if it's more, if it's more belaboring than it is beneficial, then you got to make that call. And I would say that's how I deal with stress. Another thing, I'm going to give y'all, I'm going to give y'all a quick four steps, not four steps, but four different coping mechanisms. Get in the gym. I know people say that a lot, but even if you go in there and you work out for 10 minutes, a reason a lot of people don't get in the gym, and it's even stopped me from getting in the gym, it's because... You feel like you got to go in there for two hours. You feel like you got to go in there and, and act like these people and act like you know what you're doing. Man, even if you get in the gym for 20, 30 minutes in a day, it still make you feel like you accomplished something. Like, don't don't look on YouTube and feel like you got to go in there for two, three hours. Yeah, if you got the time to, and if that's where you at, yeah. But I'm saying just start small, man. If you go in there, run a quick mile in 10 minutes, and then get out of there. Next day, you might go in there, run a quick mile, do a couple machines. It might be 17 minutes you get out. Of, and then you just keep building up. But I would say one thing that really helps is going to the gym. And creative is the second thing that helps me. I do a lot to make sure I'm creative. Like, I paint. I make sure that, like... I write some poetry, but like really take time to think about things that you didn't think about before and like come up with ideas, like whatever creativity is for you. Even if it's just getting on 2K and creating another my player, I feel like creativity really helps me and it's helped me through so many hard times. Like 
take time to be creative, like find that creative spark in yourself. I feel like that helped me deal with stress a lot. Like just making sure I was taking time to actually do something that was outside of school, outside of work, something that's creative. This podcast is creative to me. And this is really like my new creative outlet. So think about that. Like that's how I deal with stress too. So one, we got going to the gym. Two, we got being creative. Three, I'm not going to lie, this works a lot for me. Make sure that you take care of your hygiene. Like, I shower so much more when I'm stressed out. And I feel like pampering yourself is a good way to deal with stress. Like, because say you got a lot of stuff on your table. Reward yourself by pampering yourself by, man, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to go in there. Take me a 40-minute shower. Like, I feel like things like that help you deal with stress. Like, really take time to pamper yourself. And just to take care of yourself overall, like, I feel like that's a good coping mechanism. Get in the shower, soak in the tub for a minute. You know, do the rev run. I, I was soaking in the tub writing poetry. Like, that really helps me deal with stress. And another thing is find a support or, like, a community. So, like, I have a lot of people I can reach out to that, like, helps me deal with stress. Like, I want to shout out some people. Shout out to Avion. Shout out to Jaden. Shout out to Darius. Shout out to Bruce. Shout out to Sydney. Shout out to Kara. Very shout out to Afi. Shout out to my big brother Trey. I ain't talked about him a lot on the podcast, but that's my dog if he listening. Shout out to Tasha. I could call her sometimes. Like find a group of people who really can listen to you and you know you you're gonna be there for them. Because when you have friends, it's not so much of a belaboring task to go out there and be honest and just say, hey man, I had a terrible day. I was stressed out. Like I was really stressed out. Like, take time to actually do that with your peoples. Like, I was stressed out. I didn't know how things was going. Like, that's real. Like, I I feel like today was just a bad day. It was a step back. Like, when you can go do that with your friends, it just feels so much better. And it doesn't feel like you bothering them because you listen to them as well. And even if y'all both having a shitty day, like, sometimes I, I went there and, like, I hit up Bruce or I hit up my girl or I hit up Jaden or Darius. We was both having a shitty day. And it's, like, just us being able to talk about it with each other made us both feel a little less stressed. Made us both feel like, hey, at least I know I got to shoot this podcast, but at least I got somebody who care. And they like, man, Tori, you could do that shit. Man, Tori, you could go harder. Man, Tori, you got this. Like, I feel like that meant so much more to me, like, just knowing that, like, Somebody believed in me for real. So, like, that's what I would say. Take some time to really, you feel me, like, understand. Like, take some time to get around people who really going to understand you. And who is not a, it's not a nuisance for you to, to tell them that you're going through something. So, the four things we got, working out, being creative, pampering yourself, Finding some community, man. Finding some community. Finding some people you can trust to talk to and you can tell them your real story. That's, that's the things that I would say, how do I deal with stress? <laughs> some other topics I want to talk about is Kyrie Irving getting fined 500 k for, like, trash talking back to the fans. And I would say one thing. Man, people in Boston and fans in Boston are known for being racist, saying racial slurs, doing all types of stuff. Like, I, I don't even understand how he could get fined in a place like Boston. Because it's like they have such a terrible history of the way that they treat black athletes in specific when they're in Boston. But one thing I can say is I feel like the NBA, by finding him that much money, is taking the humanity out of it. Just because you get paid $20 million to do a job don't make you 
not human. Like, Kyrie Irving is still a person. Imagine playing a basketball game and you got 50,000 people yelling at you in the stadium. Fuck you. You a bitch. You got people who buy tickets to sit front row to cuss out, like, the basketball players to talk about them. Y'all even have people who go to concerts and comedy shows to heckle people. And it's like, how dare we require people and we have to say they can't respond. And I feel like that's the message we send it by saying that Kyrie shouldn't have talked back to the fan. Who are, why are they more important to him? Why are we removing these fans in these places where they talking to these entertainers and people crazy? Like these people are just as human as we are, even though we might not make as much money as them. And I do feel like it should be a certain level of responsibility, but you can't expect nobody to sit there for 50 minutes and to hear people say, fuck you, fuck your kids, you suck. Like we don't know what people is out there saying in them stance, unless you in him so it's like how dare we tell him that he gotta he gotta take it he just gotta take it because he rich and he got money like I feel like that was the wrong message for the NBA to send and I'm totally against that because everybody's a person and I know how I would be I wouldn't take well to people saying that type of shit about me just being honest man you sit in the crowd you fuck big toe I'm fuck you back I'm (laughs) I know that might sound petty to y'all but it's the truth like you're a person, too. In the heat of the moment, especially, like, playoff games, it get like that. Like, I had to take a sip. But it really get like that. Like, in a high, in a high like, pressure moment, you can see why people would flip out or get upset. I feel like the NBA is making Kyrie Irving, like, an example. And I don't like it because in a place like Boston, we don't know what racial slurs they were saying. And, like, I really just feel like we can't treat these entertainers and and just overall, like, basketball players, influencers, like, they're not people. They're people, too. They have feelings. They have feelings. And they should reserve the right to display their feelings and say how they feel. I have absolutely no problem with him talking shit back to fans. If you could talk, if you could take it, you, I mean, if you could dish it, you got to be willing to take it. And that's real. Like, that's not even just in basketball. That's in life. If you could dish it, be ready to take it. If you could go under somebody's comments and fuck you, you fat, you ugly, you blah, blah, blah. Man, you can't be mad when somebody got something to say about you. Like, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. If you could dish it, man, be ready to take it. And that's how I feel. Now, the playoffs, I'm really fucking with the playoffs this year. We got so many great, like, new stars showing up. Like, I remember watching the NBA, and it was just, like, Kobe for some time. It was Brown. Like, we always had different superstars, but it feels like the NBA is, like, changing now because, like, you look at the playoffs, and it's such an opportunity for so many people to become superstars. Like, Devin Booker, he been looked at as a star. This opportunity for him to become a superstar, like he take them to a championship and win, we gonna start looking at him as a superstar. If Brandon Ingram take the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> to the Western Conference playoffs, we gonna start looking at him as a superstar. I feel like this is really the playoffs for we can see who gonna lead the next generation of like great players. I feel like Giannis winning that championship last year that really put him in the fold of like. Man, he he about to run the NBA, but I feel like this is the one where it could become a little conflicting. Like, imagine if the Suns and the Bucks both get back there. That's going to be, like, classic. Like, that's happened two years in a row. And at the same time, Devin Booker just got injured. So I'm kind of upset about that because I really like seeing him play. Chris Middleton is injured. Like, I get mad at injuries in the playoffs because they deprive us of great series. But 
I can say, like, this series, I don't even know who's going to win. I expected the Jazz to beat up on the Mavericks, and the Mavericks out there going crazy. Like, look at the Warriors. Like, Jordan Poole is emerging. Like, he coming out of nowhere. Tyrese Maxey is emerging for the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, Jason Tatum taking the next step. Like, you cannot watch this playoffs and not be excited. Like, I even bet. And, like, I put in my parlays and stuff. But even when it don't go right, I don't even be upset no more because this shit is just amazing. If you love basketball, this has to be a great time for you. All types of people going out there balling, all these young stars and that. If you really got love for the game, that got to make you smile. Now, KD is killing me. You feel me, KD? You really taking me out of this bitch, man. I really, I love KD, and I want him to win the championship, bro. But you got me down 2-0, KD. And I'm recording this, and I'm not even watching the game. So if we down 3-0, KD, fuck you. And I'm about to go cry in my pillow because that's just how I feel. You feel me? Because I really love KD. I met him in real life. He a cool guy. I met him when I was younger, though. I barely remember. I got a picture of him. Like, KD cool, man. KD, we need a championship so Trey can't talk shit to me no more. <laughs> but being real, that's how I feel, man. Shout out to the playoffs, man. The NBA really putting on. I'm really enjoying it. I want to talk about the shoe game. Because, <laughs> like, I remember when the shoe game was so much better. And when I would say better, it was, it was an experience to get some shoes. Like, I remember I'll tell y'all the story. Me and my brother, so, like, the Legend Blues was coming out. You know, man, I was out there getting the Legend Blues when y'all was out there wearing flights. Where y'all was out there wearing flights and flights and flights and flights and flights and flights. And, you know, I was out there in the Legend Blues. I'm just... <laughs> I was out there young and I was getting it, you feel me? But me and my brother waited in line. We was some kids at Fairlane. And I remember Big Bro being like, man, we just going to walk into the mall and cut the line. We kids. Nobody going to say nothing. And I'm like, man, this shit not going to work. But tell me why we walk into the mall and cut the line. We really got the shoes. Like, whole mob of people outside wanting to get the shoes. We at Fairlane getting these boys i was like damn that shit was crazy but that's back when you really had to like be a sneakerhead to get some shoes for real you couldn't just be online with your mama credit card and thinking you about to get the newest shoes like that was not how it worked at all and now i feel like without like you used to have to have a plug like i'd be hitting up niggas like bro you know michael from middle school bro he worked at that footlocker in farmington we got to see if he can pull the ticket like it was so personal you used to have to go stand out there at seven o'clock and it felt like yo shoe told a story when you got them like there was an accomplishment now you just clicking something on your phone and you hoping you get them and you watching youtube videos and yeah that's cool for the younger kids growing up but i remember the grind like I look at some of my shoes in the closet. Some of them I keep because they just tell a story, man. And I just feel like we losing that in the shoe game. You feel me? But if you're a shoe plug, man, hit a big toe. You feel me? Don't be trying to tax me, man. Don't don't try to do that. But I just feel like the shoe game meant so much more. Like, it was really a part of the culture. And now that, like, ever since COVID, everything that went online to the fact of, like, we didn't took the personality out of the shoe game because all it's about is technology and bots and all of this weird shit, like, I ain't gonna spend too long on it, but man, I really love shoes, and like, it really take the personality out of it for me, like, a lot of shoes, I got them now, and they don't even got no story behind them, like, I wish I could tell you some elaborate story about why I, how I got them, or why I wanted them, but it's just like, it's just greed at this point, honestly, <laughs> two things, it's about three things more I want to talk about, so, one thing I want to talk about is Pooh Shiesty got sentenced to five years, and... Pooh Shiesty, like, I hate to say it, but he, so if you don't know the situation, he was going to buy some weed, and 
in this situation, he decided to rob the weed man, or he was going to buy some type of drugs. He robbed him, shot him, something like that. The crazy thing is, the way they caught Pooh is, on the surveillance camera, when he was stealing the money, the money, like, kind of spilled out on the floor or something like that. He scraped up some money, blah, blah, blah. He went online on Instagram, and this is why you shouldn't do crime on social media. And, like, he did a little spread. You know how they be spreading the money down their arm. They, they, yeah, I got them racks. I got that money. I'm getting to that bag. You know what I'm saying? They be doing all of that. <laughs> and it's like, first of all, that's corny, you feel me? But, you know, they do it. Anyway... Tell me why the police matched up, like, the serial number on the dollar bills to the ones in the surveillance. So he couldn't even say it really wasn't him. Like, he really did that. Like, it, he really snitched on himself. So it's just like, Pooh I don't want to see no black man go to jail. I don't want to see nobody go to jail because I feel like jail, it's nothing rehabilitating about jail. Like, I... Personally, in my life, I ain't saw a workout for nobody to the fact that, like, jail has been something good. Now, it might have changed some people's lives, but I'm going to just talk about my experience. I haven't saw that happen for some people. Like, it just seemed like an excuse to put people of color in jail for the situations that the white supremacy in um, America has created. Like, situations they created. Like, they act like they don't drop drugs and guns into the neighborhood. And we ain't going to get that deep into that because that's a whole nother topic. But I'm going to just be honest. I don't want to see Pooh go to jail, but I do feel like he needs to take time to, like, learn from his mistake. And then also, man, I feel like this is going to make him reevaluate his life. It's time for him to reevaluate who he got around him. Because Pooh <laughs> you feel me? Allegedly, because, you know, we don't do the snitching on this podcast. We don't do that. This man was performing in the club. This is a whole nother incident. Performing in the club, spreading some money again, end up dropping some money or something. And end up blicker-doing up the club. He was blicker-doing up the club. And it's like, bro, we get that you got your own file. Don't need security in the club. But it's like, you do. Because now you're going to jail for, like, stupid shit like that, bro. Like, I feel like he needed some more people around him to really tell him, like, the opportunity he has to go be great. Like, he really got an opportunity to go do something great. And instead, like... People, people not really seeing it for what it is. Like, Pooh really got the opportunity to go out here and be great. And I hope that he does. Like, I really want him to go out here and be great. And when he come out, I want him to, like, really speak and tell his truth to the youth. Like, I know he's still going to be young and stuff. But it's like, I hope that he can use this as, like, a learning experience. Like, to teach people something. Like, man, half of that shit you see on the internet not cool. But when you do your crime, you got to stand up and take it on the chin. You got to take it like a real person. If you got to be willing to do the crime, you got to be willing to do the time. You feel me? One thing I will say on the music side, I think that nigga going to get out. He going to be ice cold. You feel me? You feel me? He going to be vanilla ice. He going to be terrible because we thought Bobby Shimurda was about to get out and shut down the game. Bobby Shimurda out there jigging. Bobby Shimurda a go-go dancer now. Like, I don't even know what Bobby Shimurda be on. But <laughs> Bobby Shimurda just a whole different character for real, for real. So it's like, man, who even knows if Pooh Shiesty going to come out the same person? I hope he come out just moving a little bit smarter. But, man, like Pooh Shiesty, like. It's really sad to see you go, man. I wasn't the biggest fan of you, but I know some people who was, man. Just, like, keep your head up, and you feel me? I'm not going to say free you because I don't really do that for people I don't know, but, man, I hope 
I hope the best for your situation. That's one thing I will say. I'm not I'm not weird walking around here with t-shirts like Free Pooch I don't really know that, man. That real name, that, that nigga real name could be Vernon. You feel me? Whatever it is. I, I don't care. I don't, like, I, I don't care, man. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care, man. I'm not running around here saying free people I don't know, so. Learn from your situation, though, bro. That's one thing I can tell you. Next in the news of, of music, Kendrick, he dropping a new album. Not gonna sit here and cap like I'm the biggest Kendrick fan. Fan, I fuck with Cole. Cole is really my nigga. I don't really fuck with Kendrick like that. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna keep it real because that's the only way I really know how to keep it. You feel me? So that's just the truth. Kendrick, he cool. Um, I feel like this is his first album in five years, so I know he gonna have some great content on there. And it's crazy. I listen to Kendrick talking, like I've listened to him like on different interviews and stuff. I really fuck with his message. I don't know if it's just the way he rap it that like it really don't connect to me. And I ain't gonna sit here and cap and act like I'm the biggest Kendrick fan, so y'all don't flame me in the comment section. Y'all do whatever the fuck y'all want to do. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I hope that like for his audience. He just still making music that's true to him. And that's one thing I respect about artists like him. He don't rush projects. Like, he really making art. And I feel like that has to be respected. Like, even if I don't like your music, I respect people who out there create art. Who being true to themselves. Who out there really making something other than just going by the status quo. And going by what they know or think is going to work. Like, bro, really going out there and trying some shit. Kendrick, just offer creativity alone. I fuck with you. But y'all ever been listening to a Kendrick before song and that dark voice to come out there? It's like he be rapping like, and then you hear like, in the moments of of time. It's like he had his dark voice. I don't like Kendrick. Almost put you on the weirdo list. That shit weird. That shit weird. You feel me? I'm going to just be honest. Alright, a couple, a last topic about music. T Grizzly dropped a new album, and I know y'all might not be the biggest T Grizzly fans, but you feel me? I grew up kind of in the same area as him. I listen to his music. I feel like T Grizzly real, really hard, and like he be telling his story. Outside of the music shit, I really fuck with how he been like returning to Michigan State. You feel me? Like he really supposed to be speaking at some graduations, taking pictures with the football team. Like, I feel like T. Grizzly turned his story into a win. Like, he got kicked out of school for doing whatever he was doing. You know, I don't play cases on people, even though it's already talked about. I ain't, I ain't going to be the person to, to break the news again. If you know, you know. But he did some stuff up here, and it's like now he coming back, and he, like, being an ambassador, like, through telling his story, he hoped people learn from it. And even though I might not be the biggest fan of his music, I can respect turning an L into a lesson, into a win. Like, he really turned a loss to a lesson, to a win. And, like, you shouldn't have to be famous to do that, but I really I really respect that about him. Like, also, man, shit, like, you took your loss, you told your story, you was true to yourself, you turned it into a lesson for yourself, and now it's a win for you. So, shout out to T Grizzly. If y'all haven't, go listen to his new album. I really like that Robbery Part 3 song. You feel me? Hope it's not true. Don't be snitching on yourself out there, man. Don't be snitching on yourself out there. You feel me? Don't, don't be snitching on you. Don't be snitching on yourself out there, man. But <laughs> You feel me? T Grizzly, he always come out with some good music. I fuck with him. Lastly, I'm going to talk about the laboratory giveaway, man. Oh, yeah, and T Grizzly, you could be everything at work, but you won't be Big Toe. And that's just on Big Toe. But if you want to come on the podcast, shout out to you. You'll come on the podcast. You're welcome here. <laughs> but the laboratory giveaway, I want to talk about it. So these are basically the instructions. You need to go back and watch the last four episodes. So Monday through Thursday. Each day I'm going to post a poll, like, what was your favorite episode from episode one? 
I mean, favorite moment from episode one. And that's going to come out on Monday. Tuesday, episode two of the poll going to come out three. So three, you know, on and on. But every time you submit your favorite moment, it needs to be attached to a number. One through a thousand. So, for instance, it could be Tuesday, episode two. What's your favorite moment from episode two? You would put 926 the 926 dash my favorite moment is when you talked about purpose like i really fuck with that and that shit really connected to me like that'll be an example of submission you do that when i drop my first merch item you feel me you will get it for free and you also have an opportunity to come up here and talk for 10 minutes if that's something that you want to do you feel me? If, it's, if it's not something you want to do and you just want the shout out that's cool too but Whatever way you want to take it, you can. I just really want to show some love to my supporters for taking time to listen to my podcast. Because I know it's a million other things y'all could be doing. Y'all taking time to listen to me. I appreciate it. And I'm going to show some love back. And I don't know when merch coming out. But a little birdie told me that it might be at the beginning of the summer. So, you know what I'm saying? You do what you want to do. But, you know, I was talking to Tori. I wasn't talking to Big Toe. So, I don't know when it's going to come out. But if I was you... I would think it was coming out at the beginning of the summer. So, be on the lookout. <laughs> you feel me? But one thing I'm going to say is keep sending in topics. Keep sending in stuff. It don't matter who watch. It don't matter who don't watch. We all a family. And at the end of the day, I'm just excited to see this platform grow. And I want to create special connections with all of y'all. And remember, man, you could be everything in the world, but you can't be big so. And I am... Out. Big toe.